0: All right, guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin. Uh, today, uh, we're going to put the uh, neuroscientist uh, Andrew Huberman's class, uh, his podcast, on a brief hold. I'm sure we will return to them. Um, I just want to kind of like go back to the books, um, probably do a mini series, uh, maybe today and tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. Um I recently uh you know finished my audiobook only challenge and I kinda like um you know hungry for text. <laughs> so I read the um So Good They Can't Ignore You uh, Cal Newport, which we just talked about a few weeks ago. Uh his new book about the hyperactive hive mind, right? The war without email. This is his uh book from eleven years ago, uh before deep work. And um I can say that uh, his writing style definitely improved over time, but I think there is still some value Uh, information on this particular uh, book so probably gonna spend a couple of days talking about it and uh, specifically I want to talk about passion right so um, in the beginning of the book I find this is very very interesting where um, Cal believed that conventional wisdom on passion or on queer success is false Um, or like let me rephrase that it's not really false it's flawed Right, it has some inconsistency to it. Um, so first of all, right, it um, first like it fails to describe how most people end up with compelling careers for first, right, and secondly, it really you know um, can make things worse for like chronic job hopping, right? Like you do one job for like six months, and then you switch to another one, maybe a year, so. In a sense, what can we do to make a career better? Right? What can we do to make a uh job better? Um it's really about that that's something that you do is rare and valuable, right? Um you you need something that is rare and valuable to offer in return. So it's like a buy bi- like a symbiotic relationship in a sense where um let's say a Uber driver, right, or a taxi driver. Everybody that have a car or has a driver license can can replace you tomorrow, <laughs> right? So, so so it, like, what should we do? Is getting to a level of mastery is good, but it doesn't guarantee happiness. So, Cal argues that you know don't follow your passion, right? Just let it follow you, and then. Um, let it follow your quest to become, right? Become anything that you want. So which leads us to this kind of a, uh, the passion hypothesis is like the key to, the, uh, to the, uh, occupational happiness is to first figure out what you are passionate about and then find a job that matches that passion, right? Uh, that is a conventional wisdom, right? Um, you know, I'm passionate about podcasts, so I should find a job in podcasting. I'm passionate about pets, so I should become a, a veterinarian, right? That is actually bad advice, according to Cal. A great example, right? I feel like people uh, in China and people here, people all over the world know that Steve Jobs, the founder of Apples, did a commencement speech in 2006, 2003, for a Stanford, right? If you can... Um, kind of like tweet like you know like condense his wording his message is find your passion find your purpose don't settle but the thing is is if you really understand Jobs and I didn't really realize this before I read this book which is why I'm sharing this with you if you really know Jobs his passion is not making computers or making iPods or making phones right his original passion is for Zen right we know that uh, he kind of practiced minimalism, right? You see the photos where uh, it's an empty room with just one light <laughs> in a corner, right? Um, he actually went to India to study Zen and then he is an active um, participant in a Zen center in California, right? So if, if a Steve Jobs had followed his passion, he might be a very, very good a spiritual teacher, which you know we share a lot of books on this podcast too about you know a couple you know uh, books of meditation from nuns from uh, you know spiritual teachers. Uh, he might be that if he followed the passion, we wouldn't have Apple today, right? So, if we want to backtrack, right, like to just dive in deeper about this example, um, the Apple computer is really born when they had a lucky street, right? So just one day. Um, you know, like he went to a, a hardware store, there was a guy who was willing to pay him $500 for one computer and then for a fully assembled one because you know, back in the 1970s and 1980s, they're only doing chips and you know, like motherboards, so he ordered like a hundred from them. So, so that is the as you know, the ascending fund for Apple. But the thing is, is if, if Jobs doesn't run into that guy, I don't know what his name again, uh, Ted, somebody. Right, and there might be no Apple, right? So, like the original plan for the Apple computer was, they're going to only sell the circuit board. That's it. Like you know, they're they're only going to sell the motherboard. They're gonna, you know, like uh, cost about twenty five bucks to make. They're gonna sell it for fifty. That's it. That is Jobs' entire business plan in the beginning, uh, pre-funding Apple, and then the lucky break is he got offered 500 bucks each to build computers. And that is what got started with Apple. And if you watch any of the uh, Apple keynotes, you know, uh, specifically the later one, you can see that Jobs was delivering the launch of Apple, the, um, the, uh, sorry, the relaunch of Apple, the iPod, the Max, the iPhone, right? You can tell there is some passion there. But the thing is, is he really found passion later on in his life while he is doing the Apple computer. So today, I just want to kind of put a cap on that because I think that is enough for us to like to uh, think about, right? If you really think about passion, if that's really something that you will go, then there will be no Apple today, right? It is something that uh, some kind of opportunity that spike up and then Uh, Jobs took advantage of it with, you know, was right like the the, dual and then they started Apple computer because they have the money now and then for them to start a computer company, they need to figure out how to sell or how to make computer circuit board to a full-fledged computer, right? And that kind of got them uh, them, uh, started making money because that is the most that they can get. They were trying to flip a computer circuit board for 25 bucks back in the 70s. That was their whole plan in the beginning, which I thought that was actually interesting. So um, today, I just want to plan a seat in your mind and then kind of have you rethink this kind of like a passion statement, right? Um, and then tomorrow, we're going to dive in a little deeper with a couple of experiments, couple of studies, kind of like further down into explaining the idea of passion. All right, guys, Uh, that's it for me today. Thank you for listening. Uh, Subscribe, share with your friends, leave a comment, leave a review, and uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.